Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, Explicit Metros Podcast. How's everybody doing? Tommy, you're in a different scene. You are traveling. And uh, Yeah, I just went to the Field of Dreams baseball game. Awesome. Um, it was kind of crazy. Kind of great. <laughs> for, those so, of, for those of you who are following along live on YouTube, this is a pre-recorded session. Uh, Mike is going to be out this week. And so when you're hearing this, uh, we'll, we'll be pre-recording two sessions, Tuesday and Thursday, so we can still give you some argumentative comment, uh, commentation around Power BI. Terry. Commentary, Com- Mike. Com- commentary. Commentary. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, we'll give you some... We'll give you some more podcasts, but uh, these will be pre-recorded, so there probably won't be a chat area on uh, the YouTube stream. So just FYI for people who are following along. For those of you who are listening on the um, podcast channels, you don't care. <laughs> There's no chat there. Yeah. Everything's completely normal. Everything's completely normal. Excellent. Awesome. So jumping in here, uh, what is this week's topic or this Tuesday's topic, Tommy? So I believe we're talking about tables and their role in Power BI. This has been a a, a strong point of no explanation needed. No explanation. That's it. That's it. You just you don't need to jump. You can just jump right into it. This is one that I feel has is needing some love, and I can't tell you the number. So I so let me let me just preface this with Seth and I have I've been very vocal on the podcast around the table experience inside Power BI is not the best. We, we, there's some things to be desired there. It's really kind of difficult uh, to make large tables and make them work well. There are some visuals that are custom that seem to meet some of our needs, but not all of them. So let's, I'll just get into it. Let's go ahead. Zach. Yeah. So, so the process there is right. We, we've, we've spent a lot of time over the last year in embedded, right. In making re- reports for external facing clients and things. So that's where a lot of those, I think, challenges have come into play because you're comparing a a tool to capabilities that you see elsewhere or against highly customized custom custom dev dev work right but that's Mm -hmm. the place that you're competing with when you're when you're using embedded yeah um so i we're gonna get there right but I, I do like some of the preface com- <laughs> comments or questions, you yeah, know, that Tommy, Tommy has uh, set up, you know, for the conversation today, which is, you know, how and how and when do you use tables? Yeah. That's and a- and I will say on every page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a pile. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm kind of be I'm kind of joking, but I'm not right. Like yeah, I, since day one. I think we are the most ardent supporters of looking at visualization in a meaningful way that doesn't include a table. And there's a million different options we have to produce an insight that people are after. Yeah. And it's still an argument, right? I, I think where, where I've, where I land a lot is at least on the second page of a report, there's at least a small table somewhere to provide a little detail so that people can, you know, see a grain that they need to yep. or compare it, pair, compare a number against raw data. So one, one of my things I feel like I, I find, so there's, there's two, maybe two parts of this, right? There's tables that I like to put into a report and there, there, I think there are substantial use cases for where I would put a table, 
But sure. I, I feel like the limitation of the canvas, you can only see so many records in a table. So, like, okay, so, you know, I'm not saying throw all tables out altogether, but, like, you know, if you put a table on a page, the page is only, you know, 740, 720 pixels deep or whatever that is, right? And you can only fit so many lines of information. And, yes, you can continue to scroll through it. But then I would kind of argue is, you know, if we have a lot of records, a couple thousand records or something like that, maybe even more, right? What What is the value that we're giving to you? What actions are we able to drive when I give you that really long table and you have to scroll forever and ever and ever to get there. And I think one of the primary use cases of tables is I need to get an extract of data out. And so table becomes like the go-to item. Like let's go, let's go build a table, put all the columns there that I need. And then I filter a little bit to get the, the data narrowed down. And then I extract the table. Well, I don't think we can think of the tables only the long record of rows, right? And I think that's where we may differ on some of these where every time we're referring to table bar, we're talking about like a giant Excel table or like, you know, hundreds of rows. Well, first off, you have to think about the user's point of view and I see your face Seth, and I will get to it. So, but, <laughs> uh, but you got to think of the, from the user point of view. Right. So I would say, first off, they're looking, they want to see, take, take any example you want. And the reason why someone's looking at a table usually is they're looking at some record and they're trying to look up something. And again, you can say yes, Excel. You can have filters on the table. Um, you can have you know slicers. You can have other visuals affecting that. Yep. They just want to see some of those. Like, what are the actual component names, right? Because you can't put that in a bar chart. No, nope. if you have agreed, sure. You know, yep. and you want to see the, the latest sales. You want to verify too. The other side of this too is when it comes to a table's role. Is yeah, it the table is never meant to be for hundreds or thousands of rows. No one is scrolling a thousands of rows. Agreed. People are still scrolling. People are more comfortable, and you know what they want to see too. And this is kind of the most ridiculous. People want to see numbers. Looking at a bar chart, usually they, they you know do they have to hover over each one? Uh, the, some people again the the experience of a bar chart where there's no data labels. Sometimes it's easier for them to consume it when they see the numbers. So, and one bonus, bonus third one is too, when it comes to when you're displaying a mix of, let's say like three measures uh, compared to like a dimension, sometimes it's easier in a table uh, in terms of complexity of a visual to be overwhelming. Because if you're just trying to say baseball player by hits, home runs and strikeouts, right? Visualize that for me. The best way is probably a matrix. Yes, I, so, I would but, agree with that. But yeah. you're talking like a very specific. So this is where I think I, def uh, I... I don't think it's specific at all. No. You have more than three metrics. Yeah, but you have, you have a, you're talking about a baseball player, right? Or base, you know, you're talking about certain things over years, right? So in, sure. those, in those cases, those tables are much smaller. And, I, and again, I think there's two common use cases here, right? I think there's definitely a place for that. I think that I think smaller tables that are showing you the numbers are also there. However, you made a, mo a, a comment that says, I can't see the numbers on all the charts. Well, no one is aware of or knows how to use show as table. So every visual on every, on every report page has a show as table option you can turn on, or it's actually on by default, and you can show the visual as a single visual and look at all the numbers as a table for that visual. So. That's that's one solution around that. Another solution around that is actually making your your 
report have a toggle that goes between the visual and yeah. the table information already. So you default, you kind of default to the visual, and then you kind of have a quick switch that you, allows you to change it into a table so you can see the numbers there. And mm -hmm. I, I agree, these are all, I think these are solid use cases, but if I think about a user experience on top of a report, this is where I think you know, that there's at least an overview page where you're trying to lead with the visuals. And then when someone is interested in a particular area, like I need to see a single baseball player's stats and I want to just see all the stats, then I'm drilling them through to a separate page that's going to take a narrowed down window of data. And this is another thing, another design, I think, advantage of this is when you do that, when you let, when you give people the drill through ability to get to another page that has the more tables or the more details of information, mm -hmm. you, you increase the performance of the report. So if you do drop a very large table, you get errors like uh, can't render out of memory, uh, the query's too large. Like, so th I mean, these are real problems. Like you have real problems with dropping in a very large table like that. And the whole idea, my, my, my gripe with this whole thing is you need a table you are not you're not doing power bi you are talking to the data model and you're using excel it's that's really what you want that you're trying to supplement your power bi report with the the large table view then that's not what you're trying to produce so there's there's another so, tool that's better that's, for that man that's a dead argument though right it <laughs> it really is in my mind because is it frankly well, well, I, I'm I arguing say, it. I will say, I will say, I will say, it's it's a lost argument. You have right? you have problems today in, in reports in that won't render. In, in right, is that a problem of the tool, or is that like me having to convince people who who want to see information in a certain way without without more clicks and taking being taken to a different page? Like I'm a hundred percent around solutioning or arguing that like yes, we can we can produce you know the insight that you want without a table but to tommy's point like you're not going to have all of the fields within a bar chart that you're going to want to look at we know that there are hundreds of use cases that we've encountered over the years where it's like yes here's the bar chart information here it's grouped by this and now i want to see the details of the id this identifier the product mm -hmm. name the thing that's not going to be in a two table function in a bar chart like my my biggest problem right now is the ease of use, right? Like we know yeah. what the deficiencies of the table are. It's because Power BI renders everything, right? At the, at the same time, but the but fundamentally, we already know that there's ways to solve that problem, right? If I'm if I'm to adopt the the idea and method to have a single model that supports many different clients using role level security, or whatever, one of those clients is going to be the big one, right? And to your point, what happens right now when we use tables? Out of out of memory, I can't I can't generate all this data. Good. We don't want you to, nor does the end user. So like my my solution or right, my things right. that we've talked about are why don't you page? Yep. Show them the first hundred. Show yep. like yep. just arbitrarily. Yeah. Why are you forcing me to use a measure one? Because I may not want one. I may need the grain of data in the table. Give me the top hundred records. Have them wait as they scroll down. Fine. Or yes. as a report author, let me say I only want to see the top hundred records. We know limit that's it. functionally possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just yep. auto limit it. <clears throat> yep. yep. Like it blows my mind yes. that we're fighting that that argument over and over and over again when like the functionality 
come on. Like, yeah. dude, just just give the hundred. Like that conversation to me is so much easier to have because it's like, yeah, of course we're not going to render everything. Yeah. These other visuals, yeah, this they aggregate all the data. Yep. It's all there for you. This isn't an export tool. So click on these things, filter down to the point, and it's going to show you the relevant information. And if you want to page through it, you can still have the same capacity of like only 150,000 records exported, whatever the case. And you've solved this problem by just yeah. putting in paging. We know other custom visuals have done it. Yeah. But instead, you, we you throw down this ugly error that we constantly battle all the time as report authors. Agreed. Because I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's blowing up. Uh, well, uh, it's annoying, dude. Blow, uh. <laughs> so, so I, I, when I was no, but you can't get rid of. Here's the thing, though: you cannot get rid of. You know, I don't care if tables I'm not saying get, get rid of tables. I'm not saying it. I'm saying like when, I'm saying, if you're using you're the table visual, get rid of if you're using the table tables. visual the way it is today, you have limitations, and so like, and you don't, you, you don't, you don't yeah. get to solve that unless you do what Seth's saying. Like, so there are custom visuals out there that I think do 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 a well, a good job do a a better job of like there's paging in there i've seen some visuals that have come out that are quite impressive uh there's this whole concept like in visual calculations that's relevant for like formatting the matrix the way it is today the matrix visual anything on the on the row level is like locked in place and you can't scroll past it so if you have like <laughs> five or six columns yeah. in a matrix you, you just you're stuck you have those columns have yeah, to stay no, there yeah. and you can't right. you can't move them away so I think I think my gripe a lot with like is some of the standard out of the box visuals are just missing some what I would say very key features uh, to help us build these better experiences UX around these experiences and there are now other visuals so I think another challenge I find is there's a lot of really other good table visuals out there but it's hard to know every one of them how they all work they're all a little bit different so I found like little features in other visuals that make sense or i found a lot of features in a table visual that well that's you know i i need to the that visual doesn't let me turn things off right so there's so i've seen a visual in the tables that is it's so rich it has so many features if i gave that to our end users they'd be overwhelmed because there's too much going on like that's not what they want so th there's yeah i think there's there's design requirements around the tabling area that needs to be improved yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, the experience, we, we may be frustrated with things with tables, but at the end of the day, users are always going to require tables. And I, 100%. I, I don't know if that's, like, a mental change or, uh, as we've talked about before, a culture change. I don't think so because it wants something comfortable to actually see the, some numbers, right? And just to see, like, 15%. Yep. I'm not saying see a hot 1,000 records. Yep. But being able to see that. Also, another... I just want to say like part of the thing that's always going to be there and until there's a better solution, great. But as of right now, it's part of the auditing too. Do you know how many things we've changed with the data on the back end because we provide a details page that allows them to say, hey, that record's not right. Yeah. right? Like, are you expecting everyone just to export it and then do that? Like being able right. to scroll and see, you know, the certain things that they're filtering on. There are, there are too many use cases where I think the central to the a good experience so but for user so i would that i wouldn't expecting what they want to do what they want to do in power bi yeah so i don't i don't expect every user to export to excel and go from there and look at the data there what i am expecting though no. is i i would expect as report authors if we know that people need to see larger swaths of data 
and almost act like a pivot table. I mean, honestly, we're talking tables. Excel's got it dialed in. It's pivot tables are the best. They, if you don't know how to use them, learn them. Like that's, that is, if you are an analyst person, that's, that should be your home place. Like that's a really rich experience that I think is very well built. And Steve Campbell at one of our user groups talked about how he makes an Excel document connected to a data model and then links a download file to that Excel file and puts it inside a report. So like, instead of actually clicking the export to Excel button on the visual, you could actually click a button that says export to Excel and you, you literally get a downloaded version of Excel already connected to the model, already has tables and formatting the way you want it inside that thing. You could build pivot tables for people. You can kind of pre-build what they want. So what I guess what I'm saying is there is other solutions out there that are better just for ta table viewing. And I think I'm very pleased to know that Paginate Reports has come to Power BI. So we have the ability here. So now I can actually inject parameters. I can make lists of information and it does page through data. Uh, so that's, an, but you the downside of this is that now you have to be on premium to be able to use that kind of feature. And what a workaround. You already have to have the report in the report server, right? Right. So and, already, and, you already have to have the report. Yep. What a workaround. Agreed. And, and it is, it is a, a bit of a, it's a bolt-in, right? I, I it mean, is. It, it's, it's totally a, agree. it's not the seamless experience. And nor am I arguing that tables, the default table in Power BI should be what what the capabilities of that new custom visual allow for which is exporting a lot more data it's solution for you know getting at the green i'm not arguing that i am i am i'm arguing i want to see a table on a page because that's what my users want yep L help me limit limit it down so i don't get errors right mm -hmm. i i do yeah. agree you know there's certain Definitely customization that I'd still love to be able to do um, in, in making tables look and feel or have additional capabilities um, that I have seen out on the market. And to your point, Mike, the 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 matrix when blown out in hierarchy is the preferred view yep. of everyone. Yep. And Agreed. to lock those panes up or not allow an end user to just go to the right yeah. it is is a very bad experience and it makes because you're limited in the scope of that page size right and if you Agreed. didn't have those limitations yeah. and somehow could stretch those out you know and there's there's different methods Im embedded right to like, to just grab the object but then you you lose the continuity between potentially other things on what would have been yeah. the page right so yeah give me give if you want to if you want to break a framework right like give me the unlimited scroll to the right then right? <laughs> or something like that but yeah 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 when you're bound to to that yeah. frame and then you're only giving me one column it's not a user experience right yeah. Like, yeah. it's 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 bad well so we've been yeah. we've been harping on tables quite a lot here but i'm also interested in like understanding like what are the workarounds for these kind of things like what like oh. what do we do to like yeah. i mean until until you yeah. find a custom visual that does exactly what we want or you just say no we don't do them like those are those are two options we have here but i'm you know i think people who are listening will be like okay yeah we agree with you we we can we can sure. uh we can have sentiment with your pain here but i think you know as yeah as professionals in this space like what what do we do to work around these challenges that we're seeing such that we can still get a good a decent user experience as well as this so what have you guys found well, my, that kind of yeah. works around this or how do you do it mike you actually raised this or already i think the two solutions and um it's funny though because 
both solutions are good in terms of eh, maybe they're okay. The most, like they're they're, good. they're, they're workarounds. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I would agree so, with that. They're workarounds. So if you watched the baseball game last night, you might have heard "Let's Go Yankees." But it's actually chanting, "Make the show tables a better experience." Microsoft, <laughs> you're listening. But um, Tommy, I expect you to say that every time you're you. every time you're you're you know you know. Go Yankees. Power BI rocks. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Yankees and make the formatting on show tables a better experience. <laughs> Why can't I format that? Goodness. But like, so, but I think there, yeah, like honestly, the two, the two solutions that you put was both show tables and show users how to do that. Correct. And then have a button for actually make a table. But the thing is, I don't really teach users to show like i'll show people you can just show tables yep i don't promote it a lot you know why it's almost worse than not having a table at all <laughs> because it expands the entire page yep. like just make that thing a table you know what i mean i agree like don't make me expand and get out of the experience make it a table show a table yeah don't make the table. like i i found the best success of that. doing i, I mean that, that, that angered me as much as it did that is a standard out of the box option uh, the so I don't have to do any extra work to it. It would be nice if I could just have an option on a visual. And and, and again, thinking through this, I can do it with bookmarks today. So I've done reports where we have yeah. two icons: one click it for the bar chart, and then one click it for the table. And and when someone's really pushing me for like a page with tables on it, and that's kind of where I really this is where I personally get a little bit more burnt because I'm like, okay, if we're just gonna have a bunch of tables on a page. We're talking like analyst level people. We're talking like, yeah. like that's where I'm like, mm, I see what you're trying to get to, but I'd like to at least attempt some visuals first and then fall back to just dropping tables on the page for you. So I, I prefer to do, here's two visuals. Here's the visual I'm going to give you. This is the bar chart. And then I'm going to fall back to an, a button that lets you toggle between visual and table. And so then, then you just switch it out and then you're good. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I would, I would like to see, you know, that, it works with bookmarks, but I would like to see another option that says, hey, here's a visual. And I think today you can have user preferences on which visuals you pick inside the service. So if you go into the service, you, you have the ability of like the user could switch the visuals themselves. But I think I would like it to be a bit more like integrated, I would say, maybe into the visual itself. Like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give you the visual. And then inside the visual, there's actually like a little toggle icon in the visual that lets me quickly kind of jump in between the two. And I could pick, oh, it's. It's a bar chart, it's a line chart, and it's a table. Like I could just have those options available and kind of make it a little bit easier for me to do it so I don't have to like work so hard with bookmarks and all kinds of other craziness that on the other side. I want to take it real quick out of the technical side of the solution, but actually think of for users who are really struggling with how to use tables is kind of maybe alter the way you consider what a table's role is on a particular page. Like if you have multiple visuals and, and you want to add a table, sure, right? So just understand what dimensions and metrics you want to add. It shouldn't be everything. It shouldn't be your main thing. And again, it should be kind of like a, almost like if I need to see a few pieces of information from some of my slicers, right? It shouldn't be the first thing that they're looking at for insights. Should something if I'm looking at month, I want to look at January data, click on the line chart, click on the bar chart. Sure. Okay, now I'm seeing two of those information, seeing the top, ten, you know, 20 campaigns. Yep, yep. That's a great use for a table and where they can fit in. Because the thing is, if you're trying to fit everything into one visual anyways, you, it doesn't matter if it's a table or not. It's a bad, that's not going to help the user. Yeah. So think of the role and what mm -hmm. 
Um, actually, we've talked a lot about the ICBS. They have a great PDF, the International Business Standards. Yes, you really can download good. this entire thing for free. I just started reading this and I'm mind blown. Basically, one of the things is think about what it's trying to communicate. Yeah. Right. So think about for especially the table rather than a matrix or a matrix with everything in five dimensions. What is that trying to communicate to you? So yes. if it's like top, you know, you have campaigns, show me, okay, this show me the campaigns with the sales and the cost yep. and the ROI so I can get a scrolling list. Yep. And I'm not going to have a thousand, but that's a great use. And not even like, so this is, this is another point that you're bringing up. That's really good. And IBCS standards, I think it's IBCS. I think it's the standards. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's another, there's another, they have tables, they have information there, but each row of data in a column actually has a little bar chart that goes along with it. And you'll see like these little indicators that like grow and shrink. So one of, one of my other challenges, I think one of the things I see, and this is maybe just a general observation, when I went through some of my training stuff, specifically to your point, Tommy, like why is the table there? What insights are we trying to show? Is there any actions we can say or tie to this table? You, you find that it's, it's more difficult. There's a lot more cognitive load to people mm -hmm. looking at a table and picking out which value is the highest. And so shading in a cell helps because then mm -hmm. you can kind of see the colors of the of the cells and still see the data that's there the icbcs standards show these little bars either up or down or you know in a little indicators like a lollipop chart kind of inside the, the row level yeah. those are good opportun opportunities to add that because now at a glance when i sort things it's much easier for me to visually see what's going on there so i'm not saying no to tables again i don't want to be very clear about that but i think there are better ways and we should be as report authors and UX designers, we should be kind of critical of like what we're trying to do with those tables. And I think we all kind of like at some point in time say we have, we have to get the users what they want, but I think, I think we're also trying to challenge them analytically to think a little bit deeper about what we're trying to do. And then when we just, when I get the request that says, I just need a big table, I want to see all the things, all the dimensions, all the measures in one thing, fine but I would prefer to put that like somewhere else on a different page and, yeah. and try to get you to at least drill down through. Like, you know, let's just look at all the data for this year. Let's look at all the data for this month or for this category, right? I think that's, that's the power of the visualization pieces. There's so much information in all the tables. You don't know what to look at. And the visualizations are, are meant to be there to kind of point you in a, a slight direction to get you to think about, okay, sales are down for this product. Let's go figure out what's going on there. That's when I would maybe start exploding and showing tables and the details. We've already kind of weeded out, and this is where I, I make my point when I talk to people about this. If you have a large table, 90% of it's probably not useful to you. You're looking, so if you think about your data as a large data model, a couple rows or a couple records are really are what of interest to you. So the visualization or the visuals portion is what I'm trying to use to help you narrow down that table to get down to just you know, the couple hundred records that are relevant or the couple thousand records that are of importance to you or what you need to look at. So it, same, right? I, I think that's the intent of every report, insight to action, mm -hmm. right? Correct. If, yes. if, if I can produce on a page all a, a rapid insights based on what you're clicking on, and then the action is I have a set of something that I'm showing in a table that provides the identifiers that I need to take into another system to take action on because yeah. of some insight I've found. It is very disjointed kind of right now with yeah. a drill through, come back, drill through, yeah. come yeah. back, drill, as opposed to yeah. some of the things we're talking about. Like, and you can do top end, yep. right? 
slap a measure in the table totally. that's going to show you the top, yeah. you know, hundred records, but yes. it's not always possible unless you have a measure. It's you know, it's not very intuitive from a you know implementation standpoint. Yep. And my argument is like, listen, yeah, we're, we're going to need this like identifier area for somebody to take a report yep. and likely go to a different system because we can't always integrate this stuff all yes. the time. Yep, right? agreed. I'd love to be able to like, yeah, click on the power app and, and I'm going to go fix it right from the report. But it's not <laughs> like that most of the time. Yeah. So when you keep yeah. somebody on a page, the user experience is much better than pushing them somewhere else so that they have to come back because it's, you know, it agreed. creates that like back and forth right yep. and you lose a little bit of context when you jump pages a little bit right. there too yeah, yeah. Right. oh be, yeah yeah you have to be very that, that is frustrating that's also that's also i think why You're they right. implemented the filter pane i think the filter pane is an is a, a good way of kind of trying to consolidate mm -hmm. experience because sure then i can at least see like if, if i keep my filters off of slicers and put them on the filter pane when i'm doing these hops between pages i can have a consistent experience of these filters are on the same on every page i can see what's being filtered and I can automatically see at page level or report level, I can at least have that communication with users. People still get confused today about the difference between report and page level filtering. It just it just does. And they're like, well, I can't see I can't see it in my data. I applied the filter. Like, well, you've already filtered out half your data. So like that's why it's missing. But um yeah, and then you try to explain to them visual level filters. Yeah, it's just oh. like, I don't even I don't even explain that to people anymore. <laughs> because, uh, when people say like, oh well, what's that yeah. other one? I go, don't don't even worry. Don't, don't worry about it. Just ignore we it. We just got you to understand this. Yes. So we're not even gonna <laughs> we're not even go deeper into this. That's a that's a whole that's a whole another conversation. Really. That's a whole another podcast. Yeah. Can I can I just can I just take these filters and make them page level? Mm, no, no. <laughs> Why not? It's well, gonna, to change everything. It looks easy, but it's not. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a lot of different dynamics going on in that page. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, awesome, uh, Tommy. Give us a wrap up. Uh, I think this has been a good topic. I love the the table discussion. It's it's a hard topic, um, and I think we're going to see more improvement over in the future about it. So I'm excited to see where Microsoft takes it. Um, I Indeed. will. Uh, it, yeah. People, I would say, if nothing else, go dig around on App Store. So there's actually a number of really good table visuals that are out there. Go explore some. Um, those might meet some of your needs, uh, and and you know we'll see where this goes. I'm pretty sure it'll evolve into something better as we as yeah. it keeps maturing. With the new update visual gallery, because they listened to us. By yeah, the way, true. So they, the whole the whole app source the whole app source experience has changed recently. So that's a super big win there too. They and said we need to do this, and it took two months and it's yeah. done. So we're making sure. an impact. There we go. Yeah, little by little. Yeah, I completely believe that. Anyways, so you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, if you want to join the conversation live, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7.30 a.m. Central. Join us on literally any platform I think imaginable at this point, LinkedIn on YouTube. Uh, one thing we ask and we'll always ask is if you like the content here, you like what we're talking about, uh, please tell a friend, tell a colleague, share the word. We love your input. A lot of the conversations we're doing is based on feedback that we've gotten from you guys in conversations. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, happy Tuesday for everyone, and we'll see you on Thursday.